0: Hi, I'm Lawrence Cornfield, and in this edition of Building SF, we are here at JC Plumbing. I'm here with Janessa, good morning. Good
1: morning, how are
0: you? Good, and you're going to show us plumbing fixtures? Yes, we
1: are. We're very excited to have you.
0: Terrific. So, let's get in and we'll take a look at plumbing fixtures and faucets and accessories. This should going be very exciting here. So, please join us for Building SF. Joining Janessa and I today at JC Plumbing is Andre Rothblatt. Andre, thanks for coming. Thank you for having me. We've had great times in the past with some of these shows. And you do Kitchen and Bath. Uh, in San Francisco, a lot of remodel work?
2: I'm an architect in San Francisco, and I do a lot of kitchens and bathrooms, yes.
0: And what do people look for when they're doing a bathroom remodel? On-
2: well, that's a big question. You know, last year we did a show on kitchens, and, you know, the kitchens are the ultimate in social rooms. Well, bathrooms are kind of the opposite, they're the ultimate in private rooms. Um, but bathrooms, like kitchens, are part of homes and houses, so they're part of architecture, and they're opportunities for people to express themselves. Um, to express their style. And um, they're just an important part, an important element of houses in San Francisco. And I think we can talk today about how bathrooms have changed
0: in San Francisco from this old style where you used to have like a little, a little separate toilet compartment and then a, a bath and a bathtub. And now we have a whole different concept of what a bathroom
2: is. Oh, absolutely. Uh, you know, traditionally in San Francisco and Victorians and Edwardians, we had split bathrooms. We'd have a separate room for just a toilet and then a tub and a sink and a second bathroom. And I've done literally dozens of projects where we try to combine them now. And the difference now in in today's bathrooms is there's a lot more stuff. Mm-hmm. So there's, um, you know, double vanities. There's soaking tubs. There's showers. There's toilets, bidets. You know, there's a lot more things going to Now, bathrooms.
0: has this... Sort of economic, the recession, the economic decline at the moment has that affected people's desire for complexity and stuff? Have you seen like a, a short-term move towards simplicity?
2: Yes and no. You know, you know, people still love their bathrooms, mm-hmm. and um, uh, people think of them as you know an important room, as an investment for their home. So yeah, we there's the gamut. So I some people are really just for and utilitarian. Some of them are large and lavish, and everything in between. So. So we're going
0: to start by looking at a couple of little vignettes of bathrooms where they have a lavvy and a toilet and a shower tub. and We can talk about fixtures and um, use that as a springboard for questions from our audience and discussion from some of the manufacturers who we have here. So let's uh, start by looking at one right back here. And this is a really interesting one because this has some of the uh, characteristics of a traditional San Francisco building. It has this uh, wooden wainscoting with a b-board, I think it's called. Yes. And it has both old-fashioned kinds of pictures and real modern stuff. So what do, you, what do you see here, Andre?
2: Looking around here, it's got, you know, uh, a soaking tub.
0: A soaking tub. It's got little jets in it, so like a um, spa hydrotherapy kind of tub. Absolutely.
2: So, yeah, this is a – it has water jets there. Mm-hmm. And so what people need to be mindful on for these um, – these, these, these types of tubs are two things. Number one, they have a motor, and you have to have an access panel for it. So you have to be mindful like that. You just can't stick it in there and hide the motor forever. You're going to have to have an access panel. Uh, it has water jets here, and, you know, it's very popular with these tubs that people put in soaps and lo- oils, and the water recir- re- recycles and recirculates. And so sometimes those shampoos and oils um, clog the, clog the system. So, an alternative to that is AirJets. So, AirJets doesn't do that. Um, So, it has a a pedestal sink and then it has a a matching toilet. It has a wonderful medicine cabinet here uh, with a a great feature now. So, there's actually a locking compartment uh, so you can put your your medicines in there. There you go. Yeah. Excellent. And it's got its
0: little shaving mirror or whatever, makeup mirror. That's wonderful. Normally this would be recessed, right? Recessed,
2: yeah. It would be pushed in the wall. Mm -hmm. And so you have to be, again, mindful about that. And when when you're doing the construction, you have to leave a little opening for it. So one of the big
0: issues that we always have is coordination in construction between the fixtures uh, and the trades. So the plumber might come along and put his vent pipe or his somehow some of the plumbing lines in the wall, right where you wanna recess the medicine cabinet.
2: Yeah, it's happened many times.
0: So we need to have the architect, Andre, or someone, coordinate between the contractor and the various subcontractors just to make sure that the homeowner gets what they had in mind when they uh, designed this.
2: Absolutely. Even in a the bathroom, there's a lot going on. There's medicine cabinets. There's light sconces. You're going to have a light switch here. You're going to have an outlet there. So you want to be, again, very thoughtful about where you place them, right. and either a design professional or a good contractor will help you coordinate them all. So, um So also, I mean, this is... Um, also an alternative to a pedestal sink here this is very popular now these are vessel sinks vessel sinks vessel sinks are so these would be a basin which is in a bowl shape that would sit on the counter and so these are very popular so this is obviously very contemporary design this is very traditional design um, I'm always when I when we spec these I'm always tell the clients about worrying about cleaning and things like that uh-huh. so cool. This bathtub also has a, a handheld shower uh, handheld shower element here, which is good for hand bathing and just for cleaning as well.
0: So I have some questions about all these kinds of fixtures and fittings. And they seem to pose all kinds of plumbing issues. And fortunately, we're here today with San Francisco's chief plumbing inspector, uh, Steve Pinelli. So Steve, come on over here, i got a question for you. I'm concerned about the handheld shower. Because I I always hear about backflow prevention, and if you were to drop the shower into the tub, you might contaminate the water supply.
3: That's correct, Lawrence. Um, And that kind of insulation on the bottom of that Uh, fixture, you would actually have a vacuum breaker that would install on the bottom where the hose does connect to the faucet itself, Mm -hmm. which would prevent any kind of back siphonage into the plumbing system. So it's isolating this from the water supply, so you can't contaminate the water supply? Yes, sir. You wouldn't be able to contaminate the hose itself. That line, if it did have back siphonage, it would contaminate it if you had it inside of this fixture, inside of the bathtub. But with the vacuum breaker there, any kind of back siphonage would prevent any kind of water to right. get into the plumbing So if
2: I understand it, so if you drop that into dirty water, you don't want that dirty water to go enter, enter, and then backflow and contaminate That is exactly 100% correct. Right, okay. That's correct.
3: So,
0: And then... What are there are special requirements when you have a tub that has all kinds of special fe- features and fittings like that? Well, I presume is that when right? you have
3: the jets, the the ones that we have here, you like we said before, we stated before, access to the motor would, is a key thing, and a lot of people do forget to actually leave space or have access to those motors. And so, where
0: does that usually occur? Right down it, here on the side of the uh, tub. Three places
3: I've seen that uh, they've had those motors would be one in the backside where the you could say the headrest would be. That would be one spot um, on the paneling in the front. There sometimes is a removable panel in the front that would remove so you can get to that motor. And in the back side where the actual faucet is and waste is at this time, there would be actually an access panel in the back there. It all depends on how it lays out. Again, coordination with the co- contractor himself or the design professional that wants to be responsible for the location of where that is going to be. Also, the, you could actually have motors in other locations. They can be up in an attic space or somewhere else, that would provide servicing for that fixture. Right.
2: So there's actually a code requirement that there should be an, a- an access panel for that motor?
3: Yes, that is okay. correct. There is 100% for plumbing and electrical as well.
2: Okay.
0: And every one of these pieces of uh, fixture hardware has to be independently tested and approved, I assume. You can't make your own fixture. You've got to have a, no. a listed listed piece of equipment, right? Yes,
3: all, all fixtures and fittings need to be listed accordingly. Right. Okay.
0: Definitely. Excellent. And the next thing we're going to do is answer a question that I received on an email from Greg in Hayes Valley who wanted to know about uh, water saving features in toilets and sinks. Look at all of these toilets. This is great. We have, you know, everything from sort of a very traditional toilet to some that seem to have real newfangled contraptions built into them. Um, But we want to start by talking about green features and things that can reduce water use in San Francisco. So can you tell us a little bit about that? She is a toilet expert, by the way.
1: Thank you. Um, Okay, so toilets have all different flows, but currently you have to have a 1.6 gallon or less.
0: Okay, 1.6 gallons per flush. flush. That's the state plumbing code minimum standard. So okay. that's
1: going to save you water compared to what a lot of people still have in their toil- in their bathrooms. They mm-hmm. have 3.5, five gallons. That's using a ton of water.
0: Did you know that there's a new city ordinance about the requirements to reduce uh, flow from flush toilets? Yeah,
1: toilet? and a lot of the manufacturers are already making those toilets, okay, so it's good. great. Um, right here we have a dual flush toilet. It has two buttons, a full flush and a half
0: Whoa. And a, and a half <laughs> How'd flush. How'd that happen? Wait a minute.
1: <laughs> and okay. this toilet uses 1.6 gallons on the full flush and 0. .9 on the half flush. What just so happened with
0: this thing? Did this, this automatically, automatically go up? Automatically open, here?
1: yes. This is a fancy toilet. Holy we mackerel. can get to that later. Okay,
0: so this is the full, full flush, flush. 1.6 gallons per flush, mm-hmm. and this is the half, half flush, flush, which is how many gallons? .9 nine gallons per yeah. flush so it's okay. very
1: good toilet water savings um, and then the other kind of toilet that saves water is a 1.28 gallon flush uh-huh. and that's going to be soon the new requirement but for instance this toilet uses 1.28 gallons per flush
0: and I know when people first started selling and installing the 1.6 there were some problems with you know wasn't clearing the bowl and all yeah. that those have all generally been resolved. Yeah, they've com-
1: they've um, come out with a lot of new technologies and the flushing systems are a lot more powerful. Right. Um, this toilet in particular has the new double cyclone feature, which cyclone. shoots out of the rim yeah. of the bowl. Here, let's it- look at it. Where? Let's look at it.
0: This thing is trying to get me. Okay. Shoots oh, yeah, out here, uh-huh.
1: in here. So it cleans the bowl really well as it flushes. Uh
4: huh.
0: Now, there are lots and lots of brands. This is just one brand. This is
4: just one of the brands, that's right. These
0: are manufactured in Japan?
4: These are manufactured all over the world. Toto has factories in, uh, two factories in Georgia, Uh and then factories all around the world. Really?
0: So, So what are the differences between these different kinds of uh, toilets here?
4: We've got uh, the 1.28, which is uh, what all the manufacturers are doing now uh, to conserve water. Mm -hmm. Um, This is a siphon flush with a larger water surface area, much more conventional American type of a toilet. The dual flush has been used around the world for many years as a water-conserving way of flushing. It has a small water surface area and is a wash-down type of a toilet. Very effective flush, but some Americans are not happy with the small water surface area. They might have to clean the sides of the bowl more. Mm -hmm. Then we, of course, have the, uh, the, the high-end, uh, totally automated toilet, as you were already noticing, that when you walk up to it, uh, it will sense that you're there and it will open up. It has uh, another green feature, which is what we call the washlet, which washes you. And so that would, the greenness of that is that it saves you on toilet paper. A roll of toilet paper can take as much as 28 gallons to be manufactured. So if you conserve on toilet paper by using water to wash yourself, you're saving uh, the uh, waste material of the toilet paper.
0: Does that water is that counted toward the flush, or is that no? It is addition? not counted towards the flush. So how
4: much water does it usually take to? Oh, it the, takes uh, just a few ounces. It depend. Uh, I mean, it doesn't take much. Yeah. It depends on how long the user leaves it on.
0: What is the, is this? A it has a
4: remote control that allows you to. Uh, be able to uh, control the spray features. It's got a rear cleaning, front cleaning, soft cleaning. It has a heated seat. It has a blow dryer. It has a deodorizer, <laughs> <laughs> <It's got laughs> and you can flush the toilet with this push of the remote. Ice cube maker. Yeah. It's got everything. Look at that thing. Oh. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and this is more, a little the, more conventional These are looking.
4: just a more conventional U.S. type of a toilet here where you can actually see the trap passageway on the side. Okay, tell us what happens. What goes in where and how does it come out? Okay, Let's so you can out. see that the bowl has its water right here. Okay. And uh, when it flushes, it fills up around this curve here and it basically creates a siphon. Okay, so
0: here we have passage through to the bottom. I don't know if people have ever seen the bottom of one of these. There, there it is. Set it down. There it is. So we have a couple of holes here that are, the, that are for mounting. Right. And uh, usually there's a flange on the floor. We don't have a floor
4: flange here. There's a flange on the floor, and then we use... We use a wax seal, something like this. This has got a little cover on the wax, okay. but it has a, a, a throat on it that sits down in the pipe. Mm-hmm. And this wax seal is sits right there to make the seal on the floor.
0: Right. And so you don't actually want to take this off and stick it on because it's unbelievably mucky. This, <laughs> is, very this stuff is very, very sticky and it's waterproof. So these things are very inexpensive. By the way, wax seals are really cheap, right? Like yeah. a, buck, a buck or something, or like, something that. like that. Yeah. And uh, this stuff is waterproof. So if you ever need like a temporary waterproofing, this, <laughs> this is great, great stuff. Okay. So you take it off, put this on the floor, on plant, the floor and plan and then set the toilet s- on top. And by the way, it does not take a... I don't believe, Steve, you can help me with this, does not take a plumbing permit to replace the toilet fixture, as long as you're not making a change in the plumbing. Is that right? That's correct. That's good. He agrees with me. That's terrific. And, of course, every time you do it, you should replace the wax. You should definitely replace replace the wax. Okay, terrific. All right. Let's tip this guy back up. Ooh, it's got a special feature here. It's got the
4: anti-slam feature. Correct. The soft close. See, it won't wake the sleeping people up in the middle of the night won't wake the misses up That's right good. okay let's move that guy back and then, and then we can see this one, actually, and this one is, uh, it has a toilet seat mounted on it that has the washlet feature with the spray features, much like that whole toilet there. Okay,
0: so this is just the seat that's mounted on a... On a toilet. On a, a standard So you can toilet. retrofit
4: an existing toilet with all these high-tech features if you want. You and just need to have an outlet in the room. Plug
0: it in. And yeah, plug it in. And, and this does all those things. And... That's right. Uh-huh. That's right.
4: And then you can see on this one that we can't see the trap passageway. It's got a skirted side to it, which is very, very popular among, with the consumers because it's easier to clean. It's an area that is n- not prone to picking up all that dust and sort of things like that, a little cover for where the bolts go in. I see. Okay. And in order to mount that, instead of using just the wax seal, we're going to put this down on the floor first. Uh-huh. We're going to use the wax seal. Whoa. Whoa. Oh. <laughs> There's that sticky wax There's the seal. sticky wax, yeah. Oh. We're going to put that wax seal on the bottom of this, uh-huh. mount this down onto the floor flange, and now mount the toilet onto okay, this. I see.
0: Good. And it uh, doesn't look like it takes a great deal of expertise to do it, but you've got to have the right parts and equipment to, exactly. make it, to make it work. Okay, terrific. Ah, And I want to ask Andre, Andre, come on up here and tell us from a design point of view, what it is that people are looking for these days in toilets.
2: Um, So what we look at in toilets, you know, first of all, you know, are we doing a traditional design or are we doing a contemporary design? So obviously we pick a traditional design, a toilet with a traditional design for a traditional bathroom, a contemporary toilet for a contemporary bathroom. Um, We look about the lines of the toilet and how uh, how easy they are to clean. So some of these are very sleek. They come down to the floor. The skirts are very... Very uh, even and uh, and clean, and so they're very easy to clean. Um, we also think about ADA, Americans with Disabilities Act. You know about handicap toilets; those tend to be have the seat a little bit higher, so they're more uh, easier to, to get in and out on. So. And I
0: would like to continue that discussion a little bit later, where we talk about aging in place. As people get older in their homes, we need to accommodate their very important their, issue. Uh, yes, special absolutely. needs. Mm-hmm. Good, okay. and. Um, Some of these are one, I guess these are all one piece. We used to see separate tanks and these are all one piece. Yeah, that's a
2: new trend. So traditionally there'd be a separate tank and a a separate seat and now they're kind of um, melding together. I like that look a lot. So a lot of people like that look. It's a very clean lines. Again, there's less things to clean. Um, It's a low profile. They're very elegant looking.
0: So let me ask Janessa, when people come in here, you have you have people in your showroom and they look around and they look at toilets. What do you see that they're looking for? What, are they, what do they buy?
1: Well, number one, they want a toilet they can flush. That's definitely important. That's
0: important in a um, yeah. But
1: then water savings. I mean, since that's a big thing, we're always looking for water savings. And I guess lastly would be the aesthetics of it. Mm-hmm. Um, the ADA or comfort height, as they call it, in a lot of toilets. Comfort height. Yes.
0: Let me interrupt you. Hey, how you doing? <laughs> Are you shopping for a toilet? Are you in any way shopping? Come on, walk right over here. Tell us, are you in any way shopping for a, toilet? <laughs> Not for a toilet? If you were, were you shopping for a toilet, what would you look for in a toilet? Oh,
4: I would look for uh, something
0: eco friendly. Eco friendly. <laughs> the green. Yeah. The green. Absolutely. Thank you. Do you have a lot of people who say that? Oh, they're yeah. looking for a water um, saving.
1: Water saving, and they're all, most have rebates. Ah. So you're saving on cost and that's very important today.
0: Okay, so let us uh, talk for a minute about aging in place because it's such an important issue. Um, I know we have toilets, we have seat height to be concerned about, but we have a lot of other things. And, for example, uh, people are worried about getting into bathtubs because they're slippery. How do you deal with showers and baths uh, for aging in place?
2: Well, it all depends. Um, First and foremost, the the most basic thing, important thing you could do is have a grab bar, both for the tub and the shower. Mm -hmm. Um, And um, we think about the toilet heights. We think about having barrier-free bathrooms barrier-free or curbless showers. Mm -hmm. So uh, if you're in a wheelchair, uh, a shower curb would be a barrier. So you you might want to think about having a curbless shower. Mm -hmm. Uh, Thinking about the the door to the bathroom. Uh, You want to have a nice wide door, a three foot door would be very nice. And even a a little bit larger bathroom so you can maneuver in it would be helpful as well.
0: Let's take a look at some uh, lavies and sinks now. We got an email from a fellow who watches this online from Berkeley, who had a question about uh, whether or not there are any downsides to getting one of these vessel sinks,
2: one of the sinks that sets on top of the counter. Well, and that's one of the reasons I like JC Plumbing here, because they have a great selection here, and I can make my point about vessel sinks here. So let's compare these two sinks right here. The, this is uh, a bowl shape, and this is uh, a ceramic that comes straight down. So the disadvantage of this and it's very beautiful and it makes quite a statement there and and I and I alluded to this before is about cleaning this and about coming here with the sponge and getting down here that's difficult to do so that's going to be a, a, a more difficult to clean this is a good one again it's clean lines it come straight down and there's no there's no difficulty cleaning that so
0: would would someone caulk that? Do you think when they set this on their uh, counter, they would caulk mm-hmm. that
2: to make that watertight?
0: Mm-hmm. So it'd be easy to clean. Yeah. Are there any other disadvantages? These these all have external faucet mounts. In other words, there's no holes in it where you'd mount the faucet. Yeah, it's
2: a little bit more complicated. So you have to then have a special a tall a, a, a tall faucet to come down yeah. or a wall mount, wall mounted faucet. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, you know, and you know, these are very popular. I'm always wondering. You know how you know popular they're going to be in five to ten years. So think about that.
0: I've already I've heard that there are already shifts in style happening now. But you know shifts in style happen all the time. What is the real traditional San Francisco kind of a lavatory?
2: Well, I think some good examples are behind us here. Um, so this is a you know a vanity. It's got uh, the countertop and the basin is integral. It has got areas for storage. Storage is very important. Um, and so this is something that uh, people would like. Another popular trend, I don't know if the camera can catch it, but it's open uh, below here. So people will roll up their towels.
0: Mm-hmm. You know, this also allows you to have uh, one more step toward aging in place and accessibility. If you ever need uh, to roll a wheelchair and you've got an open uh, absolutely. Uh, opportunity absolutely. here. Absolutely, yeah. absolutely. Now, this doesn't have an overflow, Andre. Are overflows, do you know if overflows are required under this?
2: Overflows are not technically required. Mm-hmm. And uh, I What mean, I mean by
0: an overflow is one of these little holes like this where the sink overflow will, will run out, so it won't run out and spill out onto the floor.
2: I, they're obviously very practical and important to have. They're not a code requirement. They're mm-hmm. not a code requirement. So, um, um, so. It depends, you know, if you have children or something, you might want to have an overflow. Um, If you're comfortable having um, one without, then then you have that choice.
0: And this, I was particularly intrigued by this uh, sink. And I know the manufacturer's rep is here. This is made out of some extremely heavy-duty glass. Yeah. So uh, here's Bob, who's the rep from Oceana, who manufactures this sink. Thanks for joining us. Yeah, you're welcome. This is not one of these, uh, type that sit on top. This is a type of sink that would recess. That, that, that right? recesses down into an open uh, uh, counter. Here. Okay. So and what is, cool this,
5: what is this made of? It is, it's actually made of glass. Uh, it, it's a company that's in Pittsburgh, and it is an extremely durable glass. They actually do the the Globes in Chicago
0: for covering light standards. An outdoor material in Chicago has to be able to take exactly. the heat of the summer and they, the cold of winter. That's, and
5: That's where and, they originated from, into the, a very decorative. This particular piece comes in about 12 different colors. This is the, their white color. And if you see, it's, it's got a backing to it, too. So it's somewhat opaque. This is actually a foil backing that they spray. Mm-hmm. So you can't see through it, but it gives a lot of light back through it. So you could actually backlight it if you wanted.
0: So we, we really like all these different styles. Some of these uh, that sit on top uh, have advantages as well as disadvantages of cleaning, but they're stylish. And this has a real advantage when you lay it down plush and mount it plush it's the only thing you see is just the, the rim and then the... Uh, right, sink. and it has the,
5: it has the faucet holes in here, has the raised area here so water will not run back off of it.
0: So, Andre, let's go take a look at shower fittings and fixtures in these shower systems here. They are fascinating and very, very modern looking. All sorts of great stuff. Um, do people like these in their
2: homes? Yes, I, I think gorgeous. this is a, a great example of how people don't want their parents' shower systems anymore. <laughs> and this is the new generations of shower systems, and they have a lot of accoutrements. Um, so these are very popular. These are rain heads, and they, they just give a, a, a wide volume of, of water distribution.
0: Is that a problem with uh, water flow and the uh, you know, green building stuff?
2: These technically meet those standards. So, uh, it's just a, a shower head that's just, they distribute it. So it just, uh, it just kind of, uh, mm-hmm. gives an appearance of more volume. Um, these are bo- body sprays that will hit your body. Mm-hmm. This is a, a handheld. And this is a good example where you could put a bar here. You could leave it in place as a traditional shower. Or you could take it and you could, you could do it. And this is also really great for cleaning, washing your dog, things like that.
0: Right, so you don't get your hair wet when you're taking a right. shower. Right, for people who don't want to right. get their hair
2: wet. That's right,
0: and I suppose this has the same kind of backflow proje- prevention uh, stuff built in somehow. Right, similar
2: that, to what we saw with that we the saw earlier. Uh huh. Um, right. Yeah, and this you know shows the kind of variety of finishes here of chrome. Um, I'm not sure this is like a brushed stainless steel. Uh, what you don't see is brass, and brass has really become uh, out of uh, it's in disfavor these days. So. Mm-hmm. Uh, Chrome is probably the most popular. It's kind of similar to, in kitchen appliances, stainless steel. It's good. It kind of goes with all color schemes. Mm -hmm.
0: So one little code comment, and that's that there was a recent change to San Francisco's uh, codes that say that you cannot have more than one uh, fitting that's turned on at any one time. So you can't have multiple showers anymore in San Francisco for water-saving
2: purposes. Oh, really? Yeah. Well, that's, yeah, a lot of people like kind of showers for two where you have... One valve put on multiple heads. So right. now you're saying one valve for one shower. Right.
0: I think you could uh, you could probably say, well, my flow rates have been adjusted to allow that. You could you could make it happen. I but you uh, know, it's it's beginning to be very tightly regulated. So Janessa, tell us what is it that when people come in to buy stuff, what is it that they like? What are they actually buying now?
1: Well, a lot of it has to do with style. <laughs> that is what's going to catch your eye the first. So, um, for instance, for the lab faucets, you have either the widespread, mm-hmm. the two handles, hot and cold. This is a very modern design, mm-hmm. chrome.
0: People like modern. People, you know, well, sorry. people
1: like modern, but mm-hmm. we're in San Francisco, so we get a wide mm-hmm. range. Mm-hmm. And then also the one handle, very popular, ADA approved, um, saves water. Really easy to use.
0: So one of the ADA standards actually is, for commercial, not for residential, is that you have to be able to operate equipment, fixtures, handles, everything, with a single operation without tight grasping or pinching. So this uh, this actually allows that to happen. You can operate it without having to grab and pinch and twist something. Yeah. So this is this is very uh, user friendly. Very
1: user friendly.
0: And it's also uh, reduced flow, and you don't have to have mm-hmm. two faucets running, and you. I mean, you yeah, don't have to have two mixers. Minimal. Yeah. Okay. That's uh, great.
1: Only have to cut one hole in your granite. Uh-huh.
0: Good. What's uh, this? Uh, here's this a real is another uh,
1: widespread, but this is kind of showing you the difference. This is real traditional. This is oil rubbed bronze, a very popular finish.
0: Oil rubbed bronze. Mm-hmm. Hmm, nice. And this is chrome. chrome and and this brush is brushed nickel. I see. Okay. And
1: uh, as far as showers go, um, hand showers are really popular right now. Mm-hmm. Um, Rainheads are popular, but you you want something that's functional for what you use, um, so hand showers are great. Uh,
0: so th- is this one of those that has a sheet of water that flows laminar flow or whatever it is? It does, and this particular piece, most uh, uh, waterfalls of this type will
5: come down to a point mm-hmm. when you turn them on. This particular one, because we have reworked the inside of this, it has a fairly complex... Plumbing uh, system in here. It'll actually come out as a sheet of water, like like a, water, a true waterfall.
0: But it still meets the flow requirements. It does. This is uh, this
5: is a 2.2 gallon, uh-huh. and uh, many of the faucets that we're shipping today will be the new standard. Uh, The new aerators at 1.5, everything that's being shipped about from now.
0: I think 1.5 is the California appliance efficiency uh, standard. Yes, and that's that's what we're shipping now, lead-free, completely 100% lead-free, and 1.5 aerators, yes. That's terrific. And are these uh, deluge heads, what, what do you call this kind of head?
5: Uh, they're, just, they're just a regular uh, overhead-type head. They can be mounted, many of these can be mounted on the ceiling mount, or they can come out at different lengths.
0: So these just, you could screw one of these onto a normal shower? You can, uh, as long
5: as it can rotate. These, uh-huh. these will you rotate. Just need a lot of room. Some of them are fixed flat, some of the uh-huh. bigger ones.
0: That's terrific. So thank you for joining us today here for Building San Francisco at J.C. Plumbing, and uh, we hope to see you on the third Thursday of every month. Uh, We travel around the city. We look at wonderful places like J.C. Plumbing, and uh, sometimes we do the lectures with guests in our studio. So please join us, and you can get more information at uh, sfgov.org. It's a wonderful day here in the Mission, and I'm going to go get a burrito.